Welcome to another episode of the Knucklehead Chronicles Podcast. This podcast was designed to let you know that you aren't the only one that took forever to get it together. So the rabbit hole that you have stumbled down will hopefully help you understand that just when you think it's over, it's only the beginning. Just because you were dealt a bad hand doesn't mean you have to keep it. Welcome to the Knucklehead Chronicles Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Happy Saturday, man. This is another episode of the Nuggethead Chronicles podcast, man. It is your boy, the guru, me, the man, uno, numero uno, Terry in the building, man. Listen, um, this is episode 15 of The Origin. Now, I am trying to also do this episode uh, live on Instagram, on my Instagram page, the Nuggethead Chronicles Um I don't know if it's working. I don't know there's nobody in here, so I can't really tell if they're if they can hear it or whatever. So I'm just gonna roll on. Hey, this is episode 15. Um, the story gets deeper. Well, it's 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 starting to turn around. The story has started turning around. So if you if you listen to any of the other episodes, right, and you have stumbled upon this one, and you don't know how you got here, I'm gonna need for you to back all the way up and I'll go back to go back to the whatever chapter you start you stopped on. And start up because you, you don't want to miss any parts because they are these all all these stories are interconnected so you you have to be um, on top of the story to be able to um, to follow right so uh, we're in chapter fifteen now if you if listen to episode fourteen I had just I was living with my daughter's baby's daddy who was a narcissistic asshole. Um, you know, I was so torn because I couldn't, you know, I was living with him, right? But he was beating on my daughter. <laughs> so, it was, you know, it was like, uh, and I didn't want to, you know, cause it was just a whole big thing. So we're going to jump into episode 15. Now, in this episode, things kind of start turning around. Not so much, though. I think in this part of my life I was doing, I, I dealt with a lot of um, loneliness in, my, in this area. Well, a lot of 90% of my past was lonely, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I told you guys last time I moved out um, and I went back to the hotel just because I felt I felt a level of I felt a level of comfort in this hotel. Even though I was lonely, I still felt a level of comfort. Um, so, you know, I went to the hotel and you know, I tried to li- try to live life as usual. Right, go to work. I actually tried to date someone. Again, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to do that when uh, you're living in a hotel. It's kind of hard to tell somebody, you know, saying you're struggling. You try a, a woman anyway. It, it does, and, it, and it doesn't matter if she's black, white. Doesn't make a difference. You try to tell somebody, yeah, you know, I'm really down on my luck. I'm really struggling. I want. I'm going to. Um, I'm living in this hotel. You know, do you want to come and see me? <laughs> you know, there's like people don't do that. Um, so it was hard, but I had I had a young lady. I was you know I was kind of digging, and then we it just didn't it just went left. Um, but I had a friend, and this is my this is a story. This is this episode is dedicated to my friend Courtney. Um, Courtney and I had met years later. I met Courtney in the days of uh, Mini Pearl, way back in the day, and um, we <laughs> we met. You know, this is, I'm going to tell you how I met Courtney. I met Courtney, me and my best friend, Sharon, at the time. 
and he's still my best friend, but at the time, me and Sharon was, we was playing softball or basketball. I can't remember what we was doing. And then we went through, um, we was we were hungry. And so we went, so we went through to, um, we went to the drive-thru at Arby's. Uh, they don't know Tryon Street <laughs> in Charlotte. So anybody know anything about that? And so Courtney was working the drive-thru uh, this one particular day, and I thought her voice was amazing. So I, you know, do the drive-thru, and so we we instantly became friends. I was a regular. I became a regular at this Arby's drive-thru just so I can hear her voice, right? And so um, we, me and Courtney and I, just been we've been friends for years. I mean, it, it's been years. I watched both of her kids grow up. Her kids are grown now, and I watched both of her kids grow up. And uh, it's amazing to see we we remain friends. Um, but in this this juncture, and the reason why I put her in this story is because she was part of the story, right? So uh, there's one point where I was living in a hotel, and uh, they had kicked me out for the last time, and I was living with a young lady um, who I used to work with, and it was Candace, and I was living with Candace and another young lady. And I was just really struggling at this point. And uh, I ran into Courtney somewhere. I can't remember where I ran into. I can't remember now. But so we started, you know, we started back up dating. But it was just like a, a fling type of situation. And we, we, we've always been friends. But we also had, there was also a physical side of it as well. Um, but, you know, we decided that it was, we're just going to take it slow and just be friends or whatever. And then. Uh, I was living with Candace, and Courtney was like, you know, one day, you know, won't we get a place together? You know, won't, we, you, know, won't you come and move in with me? And I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, because, like I said, me, me and Courtney have been friends for years. It's, it's, been a, it's been a friendship thing for years, and it's like you don't – I said, friendship, there was also a physical side of it, but it was just, you know, I cared more about her friendship than anything. Um, so I said, you know what, let's do it. And we got this place together and, you know, we lived together for a little bit. And things didn't always, you know, I didn't always handle my business, you know. Um, there were some shortcomings, uh, extreme shortcomings when it came to uh, Courtney and the situation. That, but, but as you can see, if you listen to any of the other episodes, as you can see, that's kind of a par, that's kind of par for the course. And this, <laughs> Because I always did that because it was just I didn't know what to do about anything. Um, and I tell you, you know, I, I do, I do a little show, little segue here is that, you know, uh, Courtney, Courtney is one of those friends that you want to keep in your corner, no matter what it is what's going on. You want to keep that kind of friend in your corner. Cause she can be, she, Courtney was one of those people that she would, she would tell you how she felt. She, um, did not care about your feelings. I mean, she she didn't do any, she she did nothing to me in a, in a malicious sort of way. But you know she meant business, right? You you knew she meant business, and so um, you know we we just rolled that way, and we've been friends like I said twenty plus years. Uh, but you know, it's it's always been you know it's always been a friendship there. So <clears throat> me and Courtney we dated, uh, we lived together. For a short time, um, I, like I said, I had my shortcomings. Things were not the way that she probably planned it. There's no those things that I didn't plan it, and it just happened. 
it just happened. And it was it was one of those things, it was like, okay, you know, let's let's do it. You know, but one day it was just it was enough. Enough was enough. It was, and it was just that tired. So the dating side of our relationship ended. You know what I'm saying? But the one thing that remained was our friendship. You know, our friendship has always been dope. I can always got to this day I can call Courtney up and say, What's up, best friend? And answer them what's going on and we'll have conversations for an hour, you know, because that's the kind of friendship that we had. I'll tell you, um, a lot of the growing up that I did in my life, in that juncture of my life, came from no no one other than Courtney. Because Courtney was a she Courtney was an avid reader. She was always self um, learning. She was you know everything she learned she she read in the book, and life lessons and things of this nature. You know, losing her dad and you know, brother was in, in prison for a time. So it, it was a lot of situations going on in her life that I was there for uh, as a friend. In that situations that's in my life, that she was there for me as a friend. We just it's always been that tight, right? Um. So a lot of a lot of the growing up, a lot of that that really first swift kick in my ass that I needed at that juncture in my life came from Gordon. And when I tell you, it was a not just a, not just a regular swift kick; it was a kick in the back of my spine. Like you need to get this shit together and get it together like right now. Like why are we still why are we having this conversation? You need to you need to go ahead and get and get into that. Um. Let's see if I can say this on Instagram. I don't think I can. Hold on. I I just really want to see if I can get her in here. Cause she's Instagram. Let's see. So yeah, it was, I mean, like I said, it was uh, it was that juncture in my life, and you know, and and. We as a people, we have all gotten to that place in our life to where we've needed someone to give us that swift kick and just never got it, right? And so we stay so we stay stagnant in the game because we didn't have that one person. You know, and I was blessed enough to have Courtney in that in my life is that one person that was like, You Terry, you can't do this. You you can't continue to be like this. Right? You you cannot. And I was like, well, but why can't, you know, and I always made excuses. I always made excuses. I always did something crazy. And she was at every turnaround, every chance that she got, every chance that she could, she would tell me, you suck. And as much as I didn't want to hear it, as much as we fought about it, now we we fought on the physical land. We never fought as friends. But we do on the physical you know, and it was just like, you know, you're stupid. Why are you doing this? Like, why are you so bad with this? Why are you this, this? And that was that swift kick, right? But I didn't want to accept it as a swift kick. I wanted to, I want, I took it as she was nagging me. I took it as, um, why you, why are you being a bitch? That, that, that's what that was. You know, kind of, I've never called her a bitch to her face. It just, I'm, never call, I'm not calling her a bitch now. I'm just, you know, that was the thought in my head. Like, why are you being a bitch? You know. But I tell you, Courtney set me up with that swift kick to be the man that I am today. You know, and 
it wasn't all just her. It was me. I had to I had to put in some work too. But I can because any situation that we've ever been to, you can attest to one point or the other, one point or another, in time that took you to a place. Okay, there it is. So there's always a place in time that you can always uh, count your roots back to. You can go back to the you can go back to the beginning and be like, okay, I remember this. This is what this aspect is what started this. Because everything in life is a chain reaction, right? So it all has to start somewhere. It's just like a problem. There's a root to every single problem. Problems just don't pop up in your life and just go, you know what? Now I'm a problem. No, there's a root. As a root cause, like um, if if we if we have daddy issues or mommy issues or whatever, that that's the root. That's the those are the root issues, and because we don't touch those, and because we don't really delve into those, that's the reason why um, we struggle. That's the reason why we struggle, because we don't recognize the root cause. For me, I remember my root cause, and my root cause goes all, all the way back to when I turned seventeen years old, sixteen years old. Um, and so that was years ago, right? That was my route. But this, the, the, the path, the path or the beginning of the path, because you know, they say that the journey of a thousand miles start with one step, right? Or the first step. And that, that first step for me was Courtney jumping in my shit and being like, you know what? You need to get your shit together for real. You're my friend. I want to see you happy. Da, da, da. And Courtney, like I said, Courtney's always been there. Courtney was there so much, in fact, that when I got married to my third wife, my current wife, she was at my wedding. My best friend flew from North Carolina to Idaho to see me get married. Someone that at one point we had we had feelings for whatever, a long time ago. But the fact remained that we remained friends. She got on the plane, came all the way to North Carolina to meet me. That's besides the point. It's later. That's later on down the road in another episode. But in this episode, this is how I met my current. Okay, just so just in case anybody ever uh, didn't know how I met my current. I met my current wife back in 2011 when I lived in. You know, I was with Strawberry, living in uh, in Illinois, working at Walmart. Right, but we just never. We just never. Uh, we never dated or we never did any, we never had any kind of extra, extra uh, uh, communication outside of Walmart or even Facebook for that matter. So one day, me, this is after me and Courtney broke up. I'm sleeping on Courtney's couch because she had to put me out of her bed. She was like, nope, you can't stay in my bed no more. You're done, right? <laughs> so I'm sleeping on Courtney's couch. And, you know, at this point in time, I was kind of, I really, I was really deep in the dumps in here. And, and this is in 2016. And I really... Uh, this is how. This is when I discovered podcasting and live streaming in, in 2016, and, and I got onto this Paris, this uh, app called Periscope. And uh, Periscope, Periscope is long gone by now, but uh, we, uh, we, 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 like I said, many friends. So one day I was at work, right in 2016, and Melissa sent me my wife. She sent me a um, Instagram, or not Instagram, Facebook inbox message and she said hey how you doing this is in maybe december of 2015 2015 and 
I was like, you know, I ain't nothing going on. I ain't dating nobody, whatever, whatever. You know, and she was like, you know, she was like, are you dating somebody? I'm like, no. Are you? She's like, no. And we started talking. Well, it was just text messaging and, and things of this nature. And so she decided she wanted to come down and see me. This is in, I'm, I'm in North Carolina. She's in Illinois. And uh, so we uh, make plans. She comes down um, February, March of 16. And we have, you know, she, bring the, she brings the kids with her. Because uh, at the time, she only had Zariah and Javante. At the time, she, well, she came. And so she, she came down, and we had a great time that weekend. It was Zariah's birthday weekend. Uh, so we stayed at one of, the, one of the fancier hotels, and we took her to get her ears pierced. And it was, I mean, we still have memories of that now. So Facebook, thank you. <laughs> we still have memories of that. Um, and so, um, but, you know, I, you know, the whole time, we didn't think a lot of it. Didn't, didn't think that things were going to escalate the way they did. Right? So we the, the weekend's over. We She goes back to Illinois. I um I go back to my hotel and I you know at the time I'm living in another hotel at this time. Um, see the pattern. <laughs> so she goes back home, you know. Um, you know that's kind of in there, but we, we we still we kept in communication. We didn't make anything official until like the second visit, I think, if I if I remember correctly, and she had to correct me when, and she probably will correct me. Um, so we made it official. I ain't started dating, right? but we were doing it long distance. So after the first visit, you know, we were good to go. I think I fell in love with her after the first visit. And then uh, I went up to see her in May of 2016 because it was her birthday. So we go, uh, she flies me up. Uh, I go catch her at the hotel, uh, at the airport. We go stay at her brother's house. And it was her birthday. I, I think I made her breakfast or something at her brother's house. Um, and it was just one of the, the beginning stages, right? But at this point in my life, I was trying to get things together. You know, um, I had some, I had something developing with, um, you know, with Melissa. And I was slowly coming back to reality in my life. I, I didn't. I had made so many mistakes. I was, I, was very, I was very mindful of what I was doing, right? I was taking it step by step. And I remember talking to Courtney, and Courtney was like, well, you better go for that. You know what I'm saying? She's gonna if she makes you happy, go for it. You know, and um, you know I did, and you know I think it was one of the best decisions that I made, right? So at this point in the game, you know she's talking about moving down to North Carolina to be with me, um, and I was like, well, shoot, I don't want you to come. I mean, I want I wanted her to come, um, because. I wanted to be with her just as bad as she wanted to be with me, but I just didn't want to start off our relationship living in a hotel. I just didn't want that. I mean, I, I knew probably we would get to where we would have our own spot eventually, but I didn't want to start out with uh, with living in a hotel. So she was like, you know, I don't care. I want to be with you. We made plans. You know, she she had a, she had got a storage uh, thing, a storage uh, unit down here. She was bringing stuff. And she was putting stuff in the storage unit, and it, it was it was just it was moving like way fast, right? But at that time in the game, she had she started um, she did this multi level of marketing business. She was doing this thing called Lavelle, you know, and the Lavelle is is based out there in uh, 
Washington State and you know the the, the Pacific Midwest out there, Idaho and, and all that. Um, so her best friend, who uh, she met once at a conference in Texas, um, they became really close. And when we were thinking about deciding whether, whether she was coming to me or I was going to her or whatever, we, like, we know what we was doing. Um, her best friend was like, hey, you know, did she put us all in the group chat together? And she was like, hey, you guys should move down here, over here to Idaho, and let's start your life together. Why, why, why start your life in a deficit when you can come down here and, you know, and get your game up and, you know, all that. And so, you know, I was very skeptical about moving to Idaho. A black man, Idaho, who? <laughs> we don't know nothing about that. So I said my first question out of my, the first question out of my mouth to her was, where the hell is Idaho? I have no idea where Idaho is, you know, because I, only because I flew, I, I flunked geography. So I, had no, I knew nothing of where Idaho was. And so um, looked on the map, find out where Idaho was. And my second question was, how many black people are in Idaho? Those, those are my general two questions right there. Where is Idaho? How many black people are there? Um, so we ended up, you know, changing plans, changing course, not going, she, she did not come, at, uh, come to North Carolina. She came to North Carolina to pick me up. Um, and empty out her storage unit, um, and we decided to move to Idaho. Now, now these are people. Now we moved to Idaho on the strength of people we didn't really know. I know I didn't know them. She did, you know. Um, but I remember having a conversation with Courtney because I was still I was still sleeping on her sleeping on her couch, you know, before all this happened. And uh, no, because I was in the hotel and I got kicked out of the hotel. I went back to Courtney's couch. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, so we decided to go to uh, Idaho. Now, let me tell you something, you know, about making decisions like that. That took, the you talk about a leap. You know, you, you hear people say, you got to take a leap of faith. Yeah, you got to just jump out there. It's a leap of faith, you know, this and that. No, 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 it's not a leap. That's a whole catapult shot out of a cannon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what that was. Because uh, I didn't know nobody in Idaho. I didn't even know Melissa. I mean, we 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 knew the, we knew each other as far as the physical aspect of it. We didn't know know each other, but we was we went because we wanted to be together. And and you have to. And now I never asked her this, um, and because it's, it's not my business. Because I had I had to have my own. Uh, I was dealing with. And when we started our trek from North, because what's ha- what happened was she was still in the, she was still in Illinois, I was still in NC, sleeping on Courtney's couch, and. Um, she said, when we decided to move to Idaho, this is what happened. This, this, and I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to close it. She jumps in her minivan, her and her two kids. They leave Illinois. Now, she was living, her, she was living with her mother at the time. Um, she leaves Illinois. She drives the 13, 14 hours to North Carolina to get me. I take my two duffel bags, right, and... Because all I had, I think at the time I was there when recording, I had two duffel bags. I take my two duffel bags, put them in, put them in the the minivan. Now, her van's loaded. It's her, it's her and two kids. And she picks me up. We stay the night at the hotel down in, in North Carolina. We then pack up. We leave. We drive back to Illinois, right, to her mom's, so she can get the rest of her her stuff out of her mom's house. And we leave sometimes Saturday. It was a Saturday. Sometimes at sometime like noon on a Saturday afternoon, we leave 
And then we drive all the way to Sioux City, Iowa, to her cousin's house, right? Stayed there for a couple of hours, you know, and whatever. We drive through the night. We get to Cheyenne, Wyoming. We get to Cheyenne, Wyoming um, sometime Sunday morning, right? Went to McDonald's, got something to eat, and then we tripped on in, in Idaho, got to Idaho, got into Idaho, um, Twin Falls, Idaho, Sunday at about 2 o'clock, if I remember correctly. And that started the journey. Now, mind you guys, I had a job before I left North Carolina. I, the, one of the girls in the North Carolina marketing business knew a girl that worked in a casino. So they was, they were so tight together with the casino. The lady in the casino got me a job before I even left North Carolina. So I was like, all right, cool. So I had a job starting there. That was the most daunting thing ever in life. So it's not, when people say it's a leap of faith, no, it's not. It's like a cannonball. It's like a cannonball shot. Because I am three, I'm almost 3,000 miles, excuse me, 3,000 miles away from anybody that knew my name. And a, with a woman that I really did not know, who I, who I loved, who I was, I would say at that point in time, probably lusting more than love. Right, because I didn't know her, and she didn't know me. I think it was the same thing on her end. Um, but so we start this life in Idaho. Things started. Th- things started looking up. Right, um, we moved in with one of the guys from the method, from the multi level marketing business. We we go and we live in his basement. You know, kids going to school there. You know, and and, and life was starting to make sense. And then we moved out to um, Jackpot, Nevada. Uh, started by, I was already working at the casino, but we got to Jackpot because they had on-campus housing. So we moved out of the basement and then moved to Jackpot, stayed in Jackpot for a few months, not long. Uh, maybe a, no, yeah, about yeah, a little less than a year. And then we had the opportunity, then at that point, we had the opportunity to rent the house that we lived in the basement of when we first moved to Idaho. It was just crazy. Uh, so life was turning around, right? And what I'm going to do, I'm going to cut it off right there because there's that's, that's so many things in that story. We were, I made some boo-boos along the way too there. But when I say, I, was, I said all that to say this is that, you know, no matter where you are in this life, right, things can always turn around at the drop of a hat and you don't know if, you get, if you're not careful and you can run into something, right? I ran into the best thing that ever happened to me, you know, because of even though I stumbled and fell many, many times, God said, okay, I'm still going to bring you your blessing, right? I'm still going to bring you what I promised you. I'm, st- I'm still going to give you the gift that I have for you, no, even, even though I stumbled and fell, right? So I'm telling you, anybody that's listening to this, just because you stumbled and fall, just because you made some bad choices, just because you didn't do it right the first time, just because does not mean that you're going to miss what God has for you, right? It may look that way. You may be in the midst of it and say, okay, God, why, have thou, why hast thou forsaken me? You're going to say that a thousand times, like I promise you. I, I did. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was just... It, you know, we just had to continue to believe and know that something 
what's going to happen. It may not be what you wanted, but it, it, it may happen. You know what I mean? So that is the end of my, this is end of chapter 15. Listen, stay tuned. Stay tuned because there's still some weird stories. I just, even though I'm talking about my blessing and this and that and God did, I still made some messes, plenty of them along the way. So make sure you guys stay tuned. I appreciate y'all. Don't forget, May 1st, Knucklehead Chronicles podcast goes live. Live on Podbean, uh, May 1st, BS3 Network TV on Roku, Facebook, and YouTube. Make sure you join us, man. If you have any questions, show ideas, join us or hit me up. Knucklehead Chronicles podcast uh, at Knucklehead, Knucklehead Chronicles podcast at gmail.com, man. Check us out. Leave me an email. Uh, until next time, man, you guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. I hope I didn't fry your brain too bad. Come back through and give me another chance. You can listen on all platforms and visit us at knuckleheadchroniclespodcast.podbean.com. Until next time, in the words of the incomparable Jerry Springer, take care of yourself and each other.